This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, January 9th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, San Miguel County launches new mass notification system, G is for government previews Telluride Town Council, Colorado's General Assembly reconvenes for 2023 and a mountain weather forecast. San Miguel County has a new emergency notification system. On Monday, San Miguel Alert and Warning replaced the previous Code Red emergency alert system. Through the system, San Miguel County will be able to alert residents and visitors on everything from road closures to eviction orders and wildfire information. According to the county, anyone who lives, plays, works, or owns property in San Miguel County can sign up. In addition, any Montrose County residents who are within the Norwood Fire Protection District can also sign up. The San Miguel County Sheriff's Office notes anyone who was registered with Code Red will need to re-register with the new system. Individuals can register by texting SMC Alert to 65513. The system went live on December 15th. It fully replaced the previous system on January 9th. Telluride Town Council is convening for its first meeting of the year on Tuesday, and there's a lot to discuss. In this installment of G is for Government, Council Member Geneva Shawnette previews what to expect. Hey Geneva, thanks for taking a couple minutes to chat with me today. Thanks so much for having me as always. Town Council is back on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled meeting, and the morning looks a little bit different maybe than folks are used to. So can you just first explain um, what's going to be happening in the morning portion of your meeting? Yep, we've got an executive session for the first hour, so from 10 to 11, um, hopefully Kotal will put on some great tunes for people to enjoy. And then at 11, we have our first work session. Um, We will be discussing... Uh, briefly, wastewater rates for commercial deed-restricted units and free water pro- the free water program for the Tyride Fire Protection District volunteers, followed by a winter operations update by Kyle Beck. We'll be talking about, you know, snow operations and the schedule and how that will all work for the winter. The morning is often where a lot of those interesting discussions come in through the work sessions, but Town Council actually has a number of... Um, maybe more interesting items also going on in the afternoon. Can you talk about what those ones are going to be looking at? Mayor Young will give the state of the town address for the new year, um, followed by the consent calendar, some, you know, housekeeping sort of things. And then uh, the more interesting things I think people might want to tune into are at 115, we have a resolution to consider approving the community vision plan as part of the master plan. Um, This is a plan that we've been working on for many, many months um, with lots of public engagement, and uh, we've got a 45-minute time slot to discuss that and decide if we're ready to adopt it or not. Um, Then we will be reviewing an agreement with the Tourism Board uh, at 2 o'clock. And then I think what will probably be the most interesting to folks is uh, during the manager's report, we are going to be discussing special event local ticket sales opportunities for the 2023 season in the park. Um, That was a sort of a conversation that 
came out of last meeting's discussion and recap of events occurring in the park. And uh, many members of council expressed interest in requiring a local ticket option um, for these local festivals that take place in our park as it's becoming harder and harder to get tickets to these really great events. Um, And we want to make sure that locals have an opportunity to attend. So um, that's it in a nutshell for the day. Yeah, that's a um, quick and dirty update of what's going to be happening at Town Council on Tuesday. Um, Geneva, yeah, thanks for taking a couple minutes to, to chat and share what's on the docket. We'll see you on the airwaves. Colorado's General Assembly reconvened for the first day of its legislative session on Monday, and that means the return of Capital Conversations, a behind-the-scenes look at what's happening in Denver. This week, KOTO's new State House reporter, Lucas Brady-Woods, shares what day one at the legislature looked like. Lucas, thanks for taking a couple minutes to chat with me today. Thanks for having me. So listeners might know your voice as the former news director at KSJD in Cortez, but you're our new um, state house reporter in Denver. How is the job so far? Well, it's amazing. Uh, you know, of course, I miss the Western Slope. It's be- one of the most beautiful, maybe the most beautiful part of Colorado, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, you know, I, I love the state and-, and I really am honored to be here at the Capitol I know coming from the Western Slope how important it is to have reporting from the state capitol get out to these communities. And I think my reporting, you know, getting out to the communities of the Western Slope can be really impactful just because I have a perspective from out there. Yeah, definitely. So today was the first day of the legislative session. Um, I've never been there for that day, but I imagine it kind of being like the first day of school. Um, So what was the energy around the capitol like today? That's funny that you mentioned that because I heard that multiple times today. It's back to school day at the Capitol. It was bustling. I mean, it was it was bustling. It was great energy, very positive. We're very lucky to live in Colorado. These lawmakers, you know, despite the differences that exist between them, were all all seemed happy to be there and to work together. Basically, what happened today, the House and the Senate met for the first time, had a short joint session. Um, I, I posted myself up in the house um just i went back and forth a little bit but i posted myself up in the house and um it's one of the most diverse groups we've had at the colorado state house uh in a lot of different ways it is majority women which is you know something new in colorado and we have a female speaker of the house and female leadership in uh the state house as well on the on the majority side, which is, this is all very exciting. There's a lot of firsts um, as well uh, from, from uh, others in the caucus, but everybody seemed pretty upbeat. There was one hiccup today. Julie McCloskey is the House Speaker, and she was confirmed as House Speaker today, but there was a little bit of resistance to that from the Republican side. They actually tried to last minute nominate a speaker of their own, which goes against historical precedent here in Colorado. Only once before, and that was two years ago, has there not been unanimous vote on 
a unanimous vote on the speaker on the first day of the session. That's just historical precedent. It's basically a formality. But there was some resistance from Republicans and a little bit of drama on the House floor, but it was quickly resolved and McCluskey was confirmed as speaker. Do you think that um, any of that, maybe a little bit of tension in that speaker vote, do you imagine that that has any um, maybe hearkening back to the big um, kind of hullabaloo that we saw on the national stage when it comes to the speaker vote recently, especially with, you know, our representative Lauren Boebert being kind of one of the people leading the charge in that vote? Yeah, I I, I can't say for sure, of course, um, but it, it was a, a little bit reminiscent. It was definitely not as dramatic and very short lived but a little bit reminiscent. And I think uh, another prediction we can take from that, whether it's, it turns out to be true or not, is that we are seeing a little bit of resistance from the Republican side to the Democratic majority, which I should mention in the House is a supermajority, which means it's more than two-thirds of the members are Democrats, and it's one senator away from that same uh, margin in the Senate as well. So it's a huge Democratic majority. So I think that what we can draw from the speaker issue was is that there there will be some resistance from Republicans and maybe even some division within the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, this is your first session covering the legislature. What are you really looking forward to covering and learning more about talking to lawmakers about over the next several months? There are so many issues in, in front of the Senate. They, they spent a long time introducing bills today. But one thing I'm really interested in is mental health care and increasing access to mental health. Um, I'm, I'm following up on a story as we speak about the iMatter program, which provides six free therapy sessions to Colorado young people. Um, and I'm just looking into that right now to see how that's working. But I want to continue to look at mental health care and health care in general. Speaker McCloskey said that one of the goals of the Democratic Party is to lower health care and housing costs, um, essentially cost of living. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they plan to do that, because those are not easy to change. As we know, the housing situation here um, is difficult. But I, I'm, so I'm really interested to see how they plan to you know, reduce the costs through house, of housing and, um, and health care, just because those are such challenging areas to make change. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to chat with me today. And we will definitely be um, checking in and keeping up with you as you continue reporting on this legislative session. Well, thank you so much for having me. That was KOTO State House reporter Lucas Brady Woods reporting from Denver. A good snowfall means one thing it's time to get the shovel or plow out. This week, the town of Telluride will be plowing the Shandoka parking lot. The town will plow the south side of the lot on Tuesday, January 10th, and the north side of the lot on Friday, January 13th, both days from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Cars left in the lot on plow day will be ticketed and towed. Recreating in the backcountry can bring stoke and adventure, but also accident and heartbreak. To help individuals stay safe in the winter, a number of local organizations come together to share any information you may need with the Backcountry Chat series. Whether you're a seasoned backcountry skier or totally new, the talks are designed to help recreators and interested community members learn more about snowpack, snow science, safety, and more. 
For the January Backcountry Chat, speakers will be looking local. Analyzing our backcountry behaviors, including an announcement on Telski Backcountry Access Gate Protocols, and an analysis of the Backcountry Community Survey. Backcountry Chats are a collaboration between the Peter Inglis Avalanche Education Fund, the Telluride Mountain Club, Mountain Trip, Telluride Mountain Guides, San Juan Outdoor Adventures, and Telluride Helitrax. The next Backcountry Chat will take place at the Wilkinson Public Library on Thursday, January 12th at 6 p.m. The Colorado River Basin is off to a snowy start. January measurements show snowpack is above average for this time of year. KUNC's Alex Hager reports that's good news for the 40 million people who depend on the Colorado River. That snowpack is a promising start, but it doesn't make much of a dent in the ongoing drought. It would take four or five years of strong snow to substantially boost water supplies. And even this year, things could still get dry. Cody Mosier is a hydrologist with the Colorado River Basin Forecast Center. He says last year is a cautionary tale for the nation's largest reservoirs. Similar snow conditions above Lake Powell, but the precipitation just completely shut off for two, two and a half months last year. On top of that, dry soil could soak up snowmelt, meaning even good snow could deliver below average water totals come spring. I'm Alex Hager. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for snow showers tonight with mostly cloudy skies and a low around 30 degrees. Tuesday, there's a chance of snow showers with a high in the mid-30s. Tuesday night calls for 100% chance of snow showers with a low around 20 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 35 miles per hour and 3 to 7 inches of snow accumulation is possible. Wednesday expects snow showers with a high near 30 degrees. Wednesday night calls for partly cloudy skies with a low around 15. This has been the news for Monday, January 9th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, personal commentaries. Hey, Cuddo listeners. We just wanted to remind everyone that Tri-County Health Network is providing enrollment assistance for Connect for Health Colorado Health Insurance. For health insurance coverage to start on February 1st, 2023, enrollment must be completed by January 15th. Open enrollment ends January 15th. Appointments are available at 970-708-7096 or tchnetwork.org. Hello, Coto listeners. Do you have a child between the ages of zero and eight? If so, please join Bright Futures and Wilkinson Public Library for a free parent support group. This group is being extended by popular demand and upcoming dates are Tuesday, December 6th, December 20th, January 17th, and January 31st. Please join us on these days at the library from 1130 to 1230. Kids are welcome and snacks will be provided. See you there. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Koto. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.